St. John's Nation, thank you for once again tuning in to St. John's Missionaries Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is titled, What Must I Do to Be Saved? But before we hear from Pastor Michael H. L. Robinson Sr., you get to listen to St. John's Missionaries Baptist Church praise team. I hope you enjoy this podcast and be blessed. He'll never, he'll never walk out on you. 
No, never. No, never. No, never. No, never. I'm a living witness that he'll never. He'll never walk out on you. No, never. No, never. No, never. No, never. Hey, said I'm a witness. I'm a witness. That he'll never. selection amen let us know that god will never walk out on us amen amen we've got to believe that um especially during these times we've got to remember that we belong to god and god is going to take care of us amen certainly to the mothers of our church um though they're not here with us but they're at various homes and locations joining us live amen so we thank god for them certainly to our deacons amen all of our trustees amen the officers and members of St. John Missionary Baptist Church, and certainly 
to those who are believers around the world who are joining us. We thank God for you joining us. I was speaking to someone just the other week, and they said even now during this time here, they're able to take in more service than they normally would, amen? Um, they're not stuck in a place just for, you know, a couple hours. They can join St. John and um, go back to their home church and then um, go and get themselves ready, amen? But whatever we're doing, wherever we are, just remember that we come together to worship and praise the name of the Lord this morning. And we come that we can hear a word from the Lord today. Amen. Um, certainly, we ask that you continue in prayer for our country. Uh, we do seem to be um, uh, probably more divided now than we ever have been. We've had very um, racist time before, but it seems like now um, the enemy is raising his ugly head once again. Amen. And we understand that Satan, his objective is to divide and conquer and the word of God lets us know that a house divided against itself shall not stand. Amen. Therefore, we as believers in this country, we've got to stand unified uh, regardless of our colors. Amen. Regardless of our church affiliation, as long as we believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we've got to stand together. Amen. And together, amen, we have strength. Amen. Um, but once again, make sure that we're standing for the Lord. I believe today too many of us are trying to stand up for a candidate, stand up for colors and creeds, and we're forsaking God as a result of that. Amen. But we do thank God for this morning. Uh, we thank God for your joining us. Amen. And once again, thank God for all of those who are making things um, happen the way they are. Amen. And certainly we can't reward you here, but God, he had a reward laid up for you. Amen. Those who are righteous, he has a crown of life laid up for you amen so we thank god for you and we ask that you join us now just for a a word of prayer amen father god gracious and mighty and strong to save god we come now in the most humble manner as we know how thank you god for life thank you god for new life in your son jesus christ thank you god for us being able to know that you are god and god alone Thank you, God, for allowing our hearts, our minds to be fixed on you, knowing, God, that regardless of all that is going on, you're still God and you're going to take care of us. Father God, we pray this morning that you would just touch our hearts, our minds, our tongues, that we can proclaim a word for you. And we pray, God, that once we're done proclaiming the word, that you're satisfied and someone, God, is saved, someone is delivered. Someone is set free, God, from whatever holds them captive, Father God. Now, Lord God, we commend these services into thy hand. I want to say, Lord, have thine way. We ask, God, that you would speak for your children. Listen, God, we ask you now in Jesus' name, and for his name's sake, we do pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. At this time, we're going to take a pause, amen, um, and receive our offering. We do remind you that the word of God tells us to bring our tithe into the storehouse, that there may be meat in his house. He says, prove me now, hear what says the Lord, that I will not open up the window of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you will not have room to receive. And remind you that a tithe is just the first tenth of what you, you earn, amen. You bring that to God and you do it in faith and knowing that God will bless you, amen. Now, please remember that when you bring it to God, it's already his. But the Bible tells us that all of the silver all of the gold belong to God. Amen. 
the cattle on a thousand hill all belong to God. So God has just allowed us as his children, as his creation, to be stewards over what belongs to him. Amen. And I, I do believe he just wants to see how faithful we are towards him. And in doing so in faith, know that God will bless you and take care of you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father God, even now, we pray that you bless those who have given, those who desire to give. God, we pray in the name of Jesus that those who are tithers, God, given in faith, that you would bless them according to thine word. God, whatever their need is, we pray now that you're granted. And we pray, God, that you look on St. John and lead us in using these finances to further the spread of your gospel here on earth, that someone might be saved and your son might be glorified. But Lord God, we know that it's late in the evening and your son is soon to return, God. We ask it all now in Jesus' name and for his name's sake we do pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you. Amen for what you have done. Amen. 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 Certainly, we're, we're not going to belabor the hour. We're not going to uh, take too long to get where we need to be. Um, but we we prayed and considered um, all week long, and um, we've been asking God what to say to his people. And that is vitally, vitally important, um, as the Lord has told Peter to feed his sheep. And when the Lord tells us to feed them, it is not up to us to determine the diet, but we feed them God's word. Amen. Amen. Um, if you will, join me very quickly over in Acts, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 16. Acts, chapter 16. And we'll begin reading at verse number 25. Acts, chapter 16, beginning at verse 25. Amen. Amen. Acts, chapter 16 beginning at verse number 25. Amen. Amen. Those who join us by Zoom, let us know you have it by saying amen. 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 And it's good to have an amen coming back every now and then. Amen. I know somebody <laughs> listen to you. It's not just the lights. It's not just refrigerating, man, but there's some flesh and blood out there. Amen. Acts chapter 16. Amen. Beginning at verse 25. And it reads, And at midnight... Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. That's important there. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loose. And the keeper of the prison, awakened out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled, had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Amen. Amen. Our thought this morning is simply that, taken from scripture text in verse 30, what must I do to be saved? Once again, uh, verse 30, what must I do to be saved? We find this morning that um, Paul and Silas, they find themselves 
in a serious situation. Um, not that they had violated any law or any rules or any regulations to be cast into the prison in which they were in. They were just walking along, minding their business, praising God as we all should be doing. And as a result of their praising God, they found themselves being mocked. Amen. Anybody ever been mocked? Amen. Because you're a believer in God. Don't feel bad because Christ has told us that you will be persecuted for my name's sake. So when you're going along doing the bidding of God, amen, preaching and proclaiming and believing God, you will be persecuted. But they're going along, amen, just doing their own thing. And um, a damsel came along and she mocked them for being servants of God. And once again, you will be mocked for being servants of God, especially in this time. And y'all listen along the way, I'm preaching the whole time. But along the way, I mean, you'll find, amen, that you will be mocked. And especially in these last days, when we find that the powers are lining up, amen, that the Antichrist may be revealed, amen. John says over in his epistles that Antichrist has already entered into the world. We know not who he is, but we know that he's already entered into the world. And we know that as he come about, amen, his job is to draw those who are believers and even non-believers to him and not to God. Amen. So in order to do that, I mean, he's going to persecute you and make you become in a position that you're going to say, it's better for me to serve you than to serve God. Amen. Amen. Every day, amen, as you're walking along doing the work and the bidding of God, amen, it may not be an easy day. You're going to find your co-workers and they persecute you. You may find yourself just like Paul and Silas walking down the road, amen, minding your own business, and someone may just come up and mock you. Look at her. She's a holy roller. She's one who's on Jesus' side, amen. She's not on our side, amen. But I tell you what, keep your hand to the plow, amen. Keep your eyes on the prize, and it will be all right, amen. So they're going along, amen. And then this young lady who's possessed, amen, with a spirit of divination, she comes along, amen, and she was just mocking them and said, oh, these are they, amen, who are the servants of the Most High God. I don't know about you, amen, but I'm glad when someone let me know, amen, that I am the servant of the Most High God, not because I said so, because they can see the light that's within me, amen. So what are you saying, Brother Benjamin? Let your light shine so that men may know that you belong to the Lord, amen. So they're just going along, amen, and finally Paul gets tired of this thing, amen. And every now and then, y'all know what I mean, man. You get tired of being sick and tired. You get tired and poked at and prodded at, amen, and talked about, amen, and used and abused. You get tired of these things, and after a while, amen, when you get tired enough, you're going to do something about it. And I believe Brother Paul, amen, he didn't think about what he was going to do. He just turned around and did what he knew how to do. Notice what Paul does, amen. Paul turns around and just rebukes the young lady and commands a demon that's within her to come out. See, we don't realize, amen, as believers sometimes that the word of God tells us, amen, that life and death lies in the power of the tongue, amen. We can speak to the mountain, mountain be thou removed and cast into the sea, and oh, by the way, it will be done. If you have the faith, the size of the grain, the mother to believe in Christ, to believe what you're saying, amen. So he just turned, he didn't punch her, he didn't hit her, he didn't curse her out, he didn't pull his knife out, he didn't pull his gun, I mean, he just rebuked her in the name of Christ. Don't you know that at the name of Jesus, demons will tremble and flee if you have the power of the blood covering you and you believe in Christ. So he just turned around, amen, and he just rebuked that demon. And as he rebuked him, he told him to come out of her and guess what the demon did? It came out. But because the demon
demon comes out of whoever is bothering, they stop bothering. That don't mean your trouble's over. That means they mean you just tap into a greater trouble. Amen. Meaning you're giving God opportunity to show you that He's really God. Amen. So as he goes along, I mean he's still going along with his mind and his own business and doing his own thing. Amen. And now the woman's no longer the problem. It, it, it is not the, your co-worker. It is not the one who just pokes at you. But now you got to deal with the boss. Amen. The one who instigated and motivated her to come out. Amen. They grabbed them up and snatched them and took them to the market. These are they who are called in trouble in the land. They never said what they did, Penny. But, but they did tell them hey, they're called in trouble. And as a result, amen, they were thrown into prison. Now, just imagine, I mean, you're minding your own business, and all of a sudden you find yourself in jail for believing God, for standing firm on his word, and just minding your own business. There's many folk even now who are incarcerated for something they didn't do. Many of them have given up on God, and they're trying other things to get out, amen, but there's no other way to get out of your mess except for sticking with God. God. And so we find ourselves now at the point where Paul and Silas have been in prison, they're in jail, and they're just sitting there. Notice now, they're not doing like most of us, amen, to my second point, amen, I told you, keep doing what you know for God. But the second point, amen, they're just doing what they normally do. Only thing they're doing, amen, they're praying and they're praising the name of God. They're not trying to convince anyone to let them out. They ain't trying to break out. They ain't trying to find some other way out. They're content with God. Wherever you find yourself in this life, amen, if you're believing God, find yourself being content knowing that God is going to take care of you. So the word says, amen, and at midnight, Paul and Silas, they prayed. And they sang praising to God, amen. And now when they indicate midnight, amen, that means it was a dark time. And yet instead of them getting afraid and scared, they just prayed. Amen. The Bible tells them, amen, all things through prayer and supplication that your request be made known unto God. So when you're tired, you're sick and tired, say, God, here I am. Father, I stretch my hand to thee. There's no other help I know if you, God, would draw thyself. I don't know where I would go. So they prayed, and then they start singing songs. In other words, I mean, they already asked God. They sit there telling them. They let God know what they want. And then they start blessing God in the midst of the midnight, saying, God, I know you got me. I know you're going to take care of me, God. If you brought me through this and that, you're going to bring me out of this right here. So they praise God. And notice what happened as they praise the name of the Lord. See, God has a way of showing up in a way that we just can't do nothing about it. God has a way of showing up, amen, and doing what he do, and when he does it, nobody can say they had a hand in it. I don't care what their title is. Be a bishop, be a president, be a mama, be a dad. They can't say, hey, child, I brought you out of this here. Paul, I brought you out. Silas, I got you out. God said here in his word, amen, while they were praying and praising him, all of a sudden there was an earthquake that came and it shook the foundation of the prison. That very thing that had you incarcerated and locked up, God had a way of shaking and rocking and rolling until whatever's holding you bound will let you go. And they was bound up and even the shackles fell off their feet. Tell me God ain't good. Tell me God can't do anything that he want to do, amen. So they were loose. And now notice, now notice, notice what happened here. Many of us, amen, will find ourselves when our bands are loose and we have opportunity to leave. 
we would jump up and run out the door instead of saying, wait a minute, God, let me hear you. Know, I've been praying and fasting all this time. Let me stand still now and see your salvation, God. I want to see you bring me out of the thing. I don't want to walk out all by myself. Notice what happened, amen. When Peter was locked up, found himself in a similar situation, God sent his angel to lead him out of the prison. You got to allow God to lead you, child of God. You cannot try to lead yourself. You didn't lead yourself into it. You got to let God lead you out of it because you trying to get your own self out of it. Follow your own ways, your own thoughts. Amen. You're going to find yourself in trouble even the more. So what am I telling you? Wait on God. Stand still and see God's salvation. Amen. You may say, Pastor, I'm tired of waiting and I see a way out. But notice, if that door has been opened, and open and open and you're still waiting. Maybe God said, just wait. I will speak to you. I will lead you. I will guide you. I am going to take care of you. Because notice, when we try to choose the way, we're going to choose the wrong way. What do you mean, brother preacher? God says in his word, amen, that our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Even I was talking to somebody just this past week, but all of the madness is going on in the world. Talk to a bishop. Talk to just a regular person. Don't know if they believe or not. They're nice, but I don't know if they believe. Talk to them and other believers. So we talk to all along the spectrum, and they're trying to make hands and tails out of the mess that is going on. And anytime we try to evoke God and put God in the midst of it, they still cannot say this. They're a preacher. I still don't understand it. It is not for you to understand. It is for you to trust and believe in God. Amen. Stop trying to figure out how you're going to get out, how things are going to get better. Because they're not going to get better, church, until Christ come back and take us out of this mess. So they sat there and they waited. And all of a sudden, the Bible says how the jailer came. Now, now, let me show you something here. Your responsibility to God is to trust and believe in him. Not just for you, but for somebody else. See, we walk around these masks on our face. I'm like, oh, I'm wearing so I can take care of them and take care of them. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I'm wearing so I'm taking care of. And that's not being selfish, amen. And as a result of me taking care of me, I'm going to take care of you, amen. But here, notice what happened. With our salvation, we are shown we already believe we're covered by the blood. But now we're going to allow the world to see the light that we have, that they too may partake in the light that we have. So they sat there and they waited. And the, the, the word of God showed them how when the jailer came in. He ran in, and the first thing he did is to do what he was taught to do. Why? Because he wasn't a believer. He didn't wait to see if anyone was there. He made the assumption that everybody was gone. But Paul, being a believer in God that he is, I'm sure he may have said, hey, y'all, just go and sit. Don't go anywhere. The same thing they on the ship. He said, y'all stay on the ship. Everything's going to be all right. God is showing me. I've got a destiny. I've got a place to be. And God's going to get me there. And because you're with me, oh, my God, amen. My cup running, the blessings I have, they're going to run over to you if you stay on the boat. But here, amen, he had them all stay in prison. And they stayed there. When the jailer came in, he was about to kill himself. Y'all listen good now. The jailer was about to kill himself. But because Paul told him, put away your sword, we are all right here he put it away he was not a believer he had authority over paul but notice he had authority over paul but he's listening to paul y'all been getting that real good see god has a hand on you you got the spirit of god in him and those folk in your bosses they're looking up to you because you got god's spirit in him they trying to find out how do they get out of the mess their education can't get out of it their clout can't get them out their friends can't get them out they got to trust in god but you got to show them who god is how 
do you show them? By you showing that you have faith in God. In the midnight hour, amen, they ain't trying to get out. They sat there and waited on God. And when the doors opened, they sat there and waited. Now, the result, the jailer came in. And notice what happens as we get closer and closer. Notice verse 30. What it says, and he brought them out. Notice, he brought them out. He took them in there, and he brought them out. All you got to do is trust God, and he'll make your way out easy. You ain't got to crawl to no window. You ain't got to scheme and try to get over folk, amen, and then say, oh, God has blessed me. God ain't blessed you with that mess. God ain't blessed you with that you stole. God ain't blessed you with somebody else's husband or boyfriend. They ain't blessed you with that mess. I mean, you got to wait on God. So they waited, and then the jailer came and brought him out. And when he brought him out, I'll point now, he asked them, sirs, what must I do to be saved? First point of amen, with it, amen, it's obvious, amen, that the jealous saw the faith that Paul and Silas had in who? Not in the governor, not in the one who was wicked, but had in God. Folk are watching you, even if they don't sit their eyes and they're listening to what you're doing. You heard a pray, you heard a praise God, and they saw them when they came in all locked up, they weren't fighting to get out. Church, the day that we're living in, we have so much trouble. You have civil unrest, you have bloodshed, you have violence, you have stealing, you have, you have everything going on. And we have folks standing and say, oh, law and order. How can you say law and order when the law is out of order, amen? When the ones who didn't enforce the law, they are out of How can you say that? You cannot say that, but you do it with a straight faith. But we got to trust in God, amen? And God said, I'm going to bring you out of this mess, amen? Many folks today are saying, preacher, how do I get out of this? How do we get better, amen? How do we get our country right? we got to trust in God. we got to ask the same question. What must I do to be saved? I'm glad you asked. Those who are believers, all you got to do is just stick with God, just wait on God. But just I'm sticking with him. But that just seems like I always got a stumbling block in my way. Something comes up, amen. God is just showing all the obstacles to believe in him. Obstacles, amen, that allow you to have more faith in God. They're not making you fall. They're not making you fall. But you think you are. But many have something you say. But you think you're not because you got a remembrance of where you have been and what you have done. Allow that stumbling block to be moved out of your way through the blood of Jesus Christ, and you will be all right, amen. But your faith, however small, is what's going to get you there. I don't care if they preach it sometimes, I just don't believe. Okay, there's many folk in men, they may not say they don't believe, but every now and then, their reaction to a situation shows that they have a little doubt. Amen. A little doubt doesn't remove your belief. The Bible says if you have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, that's all you need. Just a little bit. Um, some of you, amen, if you look back and you think just for a minute, amen, way back in the days of old, what happened, amen, they had a city of refuge. Those folk who had slayed somebody, if they had did it innocently, but they still killed them, you violated the law. But the thou shalt not kill. It didn't say you can kill for this, that, but if you've done it, mistakenly. There was a city of refuge that individuals could run to. And there was a road that led to that particular city. Amen. Along that road, amen, there were obstacles. There were stones in the way. Now, oh, hear me good now. And those stones were in the way. Those stones had a potential, amen, of making somebody fall. But the priests, amen, every now and then they would go out there and their job was to move the stones out of the way. 
make sure the road was clear. That when they're running, trying to get to that city, they can get there without stumbling, without falling. Let me tell you this right here, man. You and I, as believers in God, it is our responsibility, man, to move those stones out of the way so those folk who don't believe in God, who don't trust in God, amen, they can run to Christ, amen. They're going to come and ask you, oh, you tell me about your faith. How did you get where you are? I believe in Christ. But how do I? I've already made a way for you. I've showed you. And hear me good now. Notice individuals who are not saved. There's enough stumbling blocks that they will bring themselves. All of their mess, all their troubles, all their lies, all their hormones, all their fornication, all their thievery, all of this stuff comes with them, amen. But that's not going to stop them. It's a stumbling block as long as we show them the way. But we, as the priests, the ones of God, we got to move those blocks out of the way. What do you mean, brother preacher? I ain't got nothing about this you do. Some of you walk around so high and mighty, so tired, like you've always been saying. Oh, from the day that slept in my body, amen, I was praising the name of God. I didn't cry. I blessed his name. I was speaking to tongue. You're a liar, amen. You better get right with God, amen. But we got to let them know, I too am a sinner. Paul said, I'm the chief of sinners. But look at the great work Paul did. I too have sinned and come short of God's glory. But I thank God for the shed blood of Christ that he saved me, amen. And what he did for me, he would do the same thing for you. And you got let folk know he'll do it for them also. Don't tell folk I ain't never messed up. Oh, you'll be all right. Let them know I have time to get all your bitches in the street. But what I'm telling you is let folk know that you have come short of God's glory. And I believe as long as we're here, either one, there's a specific work that God has for us to do to try to get somebody saved. Two, there's some things that we need to work on in God's sight and then he get us ready and take us home. Amen. But the jailer asked, what must I do to be saved? And notice what they tell him. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And notice the bonus plan here. Say, and thy house. See, man of God, amen, you're the priest of your house. You're the covering for your wife, amen. You're the one that got to bring that word in, amen, and your whole house. If you live it, your house will be saved. But if you don't live it, I'm not saying folk going to hell because of it, because you're going to go on your own merit. No, not nobody else's. But as a result of the jailer believing, his whole house was saved. I'm believing, amen, that even before now, the jailer had his house in order. But there's a folk, amen, even today, they're unsaved, they're wicked, they're wretched, but they keep their house in order. They go to work. They protect their children. They protect their wife. They take care of the house. And there's a lot of believers who are not doing that. They're not doing it. Either the wife want to be the husband, the husband want to be the wife, or all them want to be children, but a whole lot of mess going on. And as a result, folk cannot see Christ. But the jailer asked the important question, which we must all answer, what must I do to be saved? And they said very simply, they didn't say lay down all your troubles. They didn't say forsake this, that, or the other. They just said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Many folk believe, amen, that they've got to get their lives right. They've got to get sanctified before they come to Christ. That is a lie straight from the pits of hell. The Bible declares all we have to do is come to Christ just as we are without one plea. And Christ will wash us whiter than snow. He will write our names in the Lamb Book of Life. He will save us, amen, to the utmost, amen. He will save your soul if you have just that much faith. 
Notice, if you will, that's what Haitian took clothes. There was a woman who had an issue of blood, amen, and she did all she could to get her life right. All she could to get her blood right. All she could to get the blood to stop flowing. Nothing worked. The doctors couldn't help her. Family couldn't help her. Nothing worked. But then she heard about this man called Jesus coming along the way. Now, now, notice, notice now what she did. She just went there and in her mind said, if I can just touch the very edge of his garment, if I can touch the border of his garment, if I can just get a little hem of the string, amen, I know I'll be made whole. See, but some folks, they think they've got to go up, amen, and lay it all down and grab him and hug him and jump him. No, all you have just that much faith. If I can just hear his voice, I know I'll be saved. If I can just tell him about my problem and let him know that I believe he's the son of God. I believe, amen, that one day he's going to make. I believe this, amen, and I know he can fix me. I've tried everything I can, but he can fix me. The jailer, he had a bad track record. A bad record. Some of you got a very, very bad record, but your record is not too bad for God. God will wipe away all of your sins. And when you wipe them away, the Bible says you'll be a new creature and he will save your soul. Final thought, church. The biggest problem that we have today, one of, I believe, we're trying to preserve who we are in this world. We want to preserve our flesh and our blood, our houses, our cars. The Bible lets us know that flesh and blood shall not, cannot, will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then Jesus Christ told Nicodemus that you must be born again, born of the spirit, amen, of Christ's spirit. If you're not born of his spirit, you will not enter the kingdom of God. You're sin. The Bible says every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. You'll see him. If you're going to see him as Savior, I mean, you've answered the question. You've asked the question, what must I do to be saved? They told you, give your life over to Christ. Or you're going to see him as judge. And as judge, he's got one set of words for you. Depart from me, thou workers of iniquity. And to make the words going to say, I know you're not. But if you answer the question as a judge, did, what must I do to be saved? The answer is to believe on Jesus Christ. We in this world, we're looking for an answer to all of our problems. Finances are bad. Families are falling apart. This world is going to hell in a handbasket. And we're trying to find out an answer. The answer is not, I told you last week, it's not our politicians. It's not in our laws, our rules. It's not by us doing better. Well, just think just for a minute. If everything got better today, and one man, listen good, if one man got everything better today, Corona went away, the killing stopped, the drugs stopped, everybody became prosperous. None of you want to leave this place. You try your best to stay here, but God said this is just a temporary dwelling place for us, but that one man, when you find that one man that can do that, and all of a sudden, the world starts lining up with it. Then your money becomes no good. You can't buy, you can't sell, short of having his mark. Either in your forehead or in your hand. The Bible says we're going to get to that day. That one man is called Antichrist, the Antichrist. He's going to come. And I think we're close to that now. Why do, why do you say this, Brother Preacher? The word shows us. 
that we're very close, but our answer is Christ, is being saved. If you're saved, if you're washing the blood, if you're covered by the blood of Christ, no matter what happens, you will be good. You may die, but guess what? To be absent from the body, I believe it will be present with the Lord. Amen. But church, you've got to be saved. You've got to believe on Christ. If you don't believe in him now, believe in him before this broadcast is over. Give your life to him. Because we don't know the day, we don't know the hour when Christ is going to return, but we know he is. We don't know the day nor the hour when this Antichrist is going to be revealed. We don't know. But I'm here to tell you today that he's going to be. And when he is, it's going to be very hard for individuals to refuse him. The Bible declares that if it were possible, keyword, if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. That means those who are not elected God, those who don't know God, they're going to be deceived. They're going to think that's the right way. This man is ushering in peace. He's bringing the world, not just the country, he's bringing the world together. This is him. We got to line up behind him. No, I tell you, when you see that day, amen, you need to line up with Christ, amen. You need to get with Christ and make sure that your name is in the Lamb Book of Life because soon and very soon after that, Christ is going to return and the Bible declares that he's already won the victory. Get right today, church. The jail asked a question, what must I do to be saved? And I ask you to ask that same question and find that the answer is believe on Jesus Christ. The answer to our problem today in our country in our world is Christ, Jesus Christ alone. Amen? Amen. Father God, even now, I will tell you, thank you, Father, for your word today. We ask you, Lord God, that you would not allow your word to fall on deaf ears, allow it to fall on fertile ground in the hearts and the minds of these hearers of your word today. We pray, God, all of those who are listening today, God, that you, Lord God, will cover their hearts and their minds and their eyes and shield them, God, from the evil to come. Allow us all, God, to keep our eyes focused on you, keep all our belief in you, God. Even now, Lord God, we pray those who are crying out today, what must they do to be saved, God, that you will save them now, God. Show them even now that all they have to do is believe in and on your son, Jesus Christ, and then they would be saved, God. We pray now, Lord God, that you would seal your word in our heart. Give us your zeal, oh Lord God, to tell somebody about your word, God. We ask you now in Jesus' name, amen. Today, if you're listening and you're asking a question, what must I do to be saved? I'm going to direct your attention over to Romans chapter 10. Over to Romans chapter 10, amen. And here's what the word of the Lord says. He said that if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. God, I believe your son, Jesus Christ, is your only begotten son. I believe that he died. I believe, God, that you raised him up from the dead. I confess this with my mouth, and God, I believe it in my heart. I ask you, God, to save me. Then he says, for with the heart... Man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Then he said, For the scripture said, Whosoever believe on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. 
13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This morning, if you called on the name of the Lord, believe that he's only begotten son of God, believe that he died for your sins, believe that God raised him up from the dead, the Bible declares that you will be saved. That means you write your name in the Lamb Book of Life. And when you come back, I don't care if you've already died, it says you'll be raised up, you'll be caught up with him in a cloud, and you will forever be with the Lord. Amen. If you receive Christ today, we want to hear from you. Amen. We're going to pray with you. We want to hear from you. Um, reach out to us on Facebook. Reach out to us on our webpage. Um, and just give us a call. Amen. Bow your heads with me. Father God, even now, I pray for those who have given their life to you today, who's crying out to you. I pray, God, you reveal to their heart their salvation. God, those who have been struggling with their salvation, God, believing that because of their faith, it's not big, it's not as strong that they're not saved. I pray, God, that you confirm in their heart that they are saved. God, those who are wavering, those who are on the fence, God, I pray that you will save them. But Lord God, we know that you cannot be on the fence for you. You're either for you, we're either for you or against you, God. But please, oh, save some today, God, and allow us to see, God, that you have, God, that we may know, God, that our labors are not in vain. Father God, we pray that you will bless us, strengthen us, and keep us, God, in a perfect peace until we meet again. And Lord God, as we go through this world with all of the troubles and trials and the tribulations, help us, oh Lord God, to trust in you, to believe in you, to place our faith in you, God, our hopes and our confidence in you, God. And we pray, God, for the church throughout this world, Father God, that you would strengthen us all, God, to continue to preach your word and be a light in this dark and dying world. And help us, oh Lord God, be able to lead someone when they ask us a question, what shall I do to be saved? We ask now in Jesus' name, and for his name's sake we do pray, amen. Amen. God bless you, and God keep you. Until next week, please let us know that you join us. If there's anything we can do better or different, please let us know. God bless you. It's our prayer. Amen.